0: Are you looking for inspiration on a daily basis? Well, check out Deal to Heal Teas. With our inspirational teas, you're sure to find something that will inspire you. Just go to deal to heal teas.myshopify.com. That's Deal to Heal Teas. Get some inspiration in your situation. Wear inspirational tea and be inspired all day. That's Deal to Heal Teas. At deal to heal Hey guys, this is Ernest James, host of the Deal to Heal with E. James podcast. And I got a question to ask you. Could you buy me a cheeseburger? Better yet, could you buy me a value meal? Yes? Well, guess what? I don't need a value meal. However, for the cost of a value meal, you can support this podcast to keep us on the air. Just go to Patreon slash Deal to Heal Podcast and choose any one of the three tiers that's available. And if you just want to make a one-time donation, go to Cash App and make a donation to dollar sign E. James, the number 418. Make a one-time donation to the Cash App or again, go to Patreon to support this podcast and keep us on the air. Thanks in advance. Be blessed. Welcome to you to heal with E James podcast on this podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Deal to Heal with E. James podcast. I'm your host, Ernest James, and I believe that everyone can and should live a life that is whole, healed, and healthy. Therefore, I'm on a mission to help people to deal, to heal, and to fulfill, to deal with your problems, to heal from the pain, and to fulfill your purpose. Thank you guys once again for tuning in to the Deal to Heal with E. James podcast. If you haven't already, make sure that you listen, like, subscribe, and share the podcast make sure that you are subscribed to our youtube channel and our facebook page and our podcast on spotify and if you're finding um if you're finding information and value uh, from our podcast then don't keep it to yourself but share it with somebody else let somebody else know um that we're out here doing big things all right and also i'm going to tell you guys how you could win a hundred dollars from the podcast right i'm telling you guys how you could win a hundred dollars from the podcast but you gotta stay until the end in order to uh to get that information. So also guys, uh make sure you guys are going going and checking out our, our ebooks at ebooks by ejames.com, which is where our ebooks are. Um definitely have some, some things there for you to for you to purchase to support the podcast, help keep us on the air um yeah so that's what we got going on right now so we're gonna jump right into it today just like any other day we are blessed with a guest mr charles larry how you doing
1: doing well sir thank you for asking how are you
0: i am good i'm good first of all let me say thank you for being here because i know you could be doing anything else but you took out time to be here with me and my listeners and i definitely appreciate it so i want you to know that up front so we're going to jump right in it. And and one thing that I know about you, that you are a girl dad. And so when I have a girl dad on my first two questions is always, what does it mean to you to be a girl dad? And what is something that your daughter has taught you? Oh, wow. (laughs) What
1: do it mean to be a girl dad? That's a good question. Um, it, it, it means to be, to me, a protector, um, someone who gives guidance, someone who gives the example of what a husband, a father, uh, a son, a brother should be. Um, one of the things that I've, I've done with my girls was I tried to to emulate the man that I would want them one day to be attracted to? Mm-hmm. Um, a man that's you know family oriented, a man who, who loves God and serves Jesus with his whole heart, a man who who will put her on a pedestal, but not put her on the throne. Do you, do that make sense?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I like that. I,
1: so now pertaining to the second part, bruh, it's, it's, it's a lot <laughs> <laughs> because they, you know, they, they, you, when you're raising girls, right? You, because they're so soft and they're so sensitive, you, there's a, there's a certain way you handle them that you don't handle boys, Right. Mm -hmm. So with females, you like, I want my, my daughters to be independent. I don't want them to have to depend on a man. You get what I'm saying? I want them to be able to move and navigate through life. You know what I mean? With or without one. Right. Right. Of course, with the guidance of the Holy spirit. Um, but at the same time it's, it's harder to tell them no. Than it is to tell your son no right so we, we want to be cautious with that only because you don't want to raise a woman because that's how I'm saying it I'm looking for the adult that I plan right. to put out into society so you don't want to raise rear up a child who's hearing yeah, yeah, baby, yeah, baby, yeah, go ahead, yes, 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 now you have this grown woman who's entered into society whereas she's hearing no, 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 no. But because she wasn't raised to hear no, only yes. Now that creates a whole nother level of problem. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. A whole nother level of dad, daddy, daddy phone calls, and I don't know why he this, <laughs> I don't know why he that, I don't know why they this. And the whole time it's because you didn't raise her to hear no. You only raised her to hear yes. So when she enters into that world where she's gonna hear no more than she hear yes, she's not gonna know how to navigate it confidently. You know what I mean? So
0: that's that's good man and and um so at the at the time of recording this you know i just started my other podcast called the girl dead discussions podcast which we definitely have to have you on because one of the things that i i read an article right and the article was talking it was from a young lady who was talking about her father and they was saying how her father raised her to be independent like you just said you know with being able to to um You know, do things her on her own. You know, be self-sufficient. And so, one of we're not gonna have this conversation here, but I'm just saying it because it came up. And then you just mentioned it. You know that I wanted to. I'm going to talk about on that platform is you know raising your daughter to be independent, but without the independent attitude. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, that the whole Miss Independent as adult men, when you're dealing with a woman with a Miss Independent attitude, like that's a whole nother monster. So you want your daughter to be independent, but you don't want her to have the Miss Independent attitude. You know what I mean? And so that, you know, finding that balance as fathers, you know, but that's a whole nother. We definitely going to have to have you on, on the Girl Dare Discussions podcast because that's that was something that was on my mind. And so I know that's going to be a, a good conversation so uh now since we're here <laughs> and we're gonna get into it into this uh this podcast so give me a favor uh uh Charles uh introduce yourself because we, we just jump right in and start talking introduce yourself to my listeners and tell them who you are and what it is that you do um
1: my name is Charles slavery the third um, I'm a father of six um, I'm a husband born again, believe I love Jesus and I, and I follow him with my whole heart. Um, What I do is, is I help people find the route to who they're supposed to be. I believe everything that has been created has been created to solve a problem. The phones that we talk on uh, Mm -hmm. the the devices that we're, you know, recording on the lights, everything has been created to solve a problem. We too have been created to solve a problem, right? So I believe the problem that I've been created to solve along with serving the people is also to help people find that problem that they have been created to solve also. Um, Right now, I'm, I'm studying and and I'm diving into the whole mental health and suicide prevention because there's a lot of hurting people out there, and and a lot of times we go through things and we don't actually know how to get the help that we need. So with this with this book that I've written, with the information that I'm gathering, with the information that I'm putting out there, man, it's it's just to help. To relieve the pain and the suffering, man, that we are experiencing in this world, and that's causing mm-hmm. us to lose a lot of our loved ones. Just to sum it up, bro.
0: Right, right, right. So I'm I'm gonna go back a little bit uh, to where we met, right? Mm-hmm. And so uh, those of you all who who listen to the podcast, you definitely know that that I'm a speaker, um, and so we're part of a, a speakers community, mm-hmm. and so we had a a. Uh, meeting should i say uh earlier this year at the time of recording this podcast and you were there and you had on the shirt that you have on now and we had never met but i i seen the shirt uh i was there with a friend of mine and she saw the shirt also and was intrigued about it and so i came over and, and introduced myself and, and asked you about you know what the shirt meant and everything and you kind of you know went into telling me the story behind the the, the uh behind the word "stay" and the whole, the story behind the movement. And so I definitely was intrigued by it uh, and, you know, wanted to have you on. And then after you came out, you know, with the book, what we're we'll definitely talking about also, I'm like, okay, I definitely got to got to get you on now. Cause not only do you have a story, but now you have a resource, you know what I mean? For those who are, who are listening to the, uh, who are listening to it, to, to talk to learn from. You know so do it do me a favor you know just go and tell a story the story about you know how you even came up with the whole process the same story you told me you know but share with our listeners so you know they know the backstory and and why this is so important to you
1: okay um one day about a year and a half ago i noticed this this tattoo on my daughter's forearm now At the time of me noticing this tattoo, she's 20 years old. Um, So I didn't pay no attention to the tattoo. It it didn't stand out of of nothing important. Um, It just S-T-A-Y, period. That's it. Because she have a few other tattoos. It might be some numbers, a line or something. So, again, I just thought it was just another random tattoo that she's gotten. So I didn't put no so one day her and my grandson uh came over to to visit at this time i'm in the shower and the holy spirit begins to to speak to me concerning this tattoo and he began to tell me the meaning behind it which was a reminder to her to stay alive to stay on this side of the dirt so again i'm in the shower and i'm going back and forth with the holy spirit i'm going back and forth with him like no no way there's no way that i would miss that level of pain now you now you're talking about a father who's never seen any signs right of of a child struggling so bad that they want to commit suicide. We're talking about suicide, right? So in my head, no, I wouldn't have missed that. Like I would see the pain. I would see somebody struggling, right? I, because in my head, I'm looking at the now. I'm not looking in the past. I'm looking at what she could be dealing with now, I'm thinking maybe it's a, a relationship with the with the father of a kid, Maybe this is what he's talking about, but still in all, I'm like, no, I wouldn't have missed that level of pain. So we go back and forth. So now at this point, I'm in a rush to complete this shower with just so I can have this conversation with my daughter. So I come around the corner. She's sitting in the living room, and, and I come out, and I'm trying to be um, – I'm, I'm, I'm trying not to show any emotions or I'm not trying to trigger her defense mechanisms, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. I asked her, I said, I said, Diamond, that's my daughter's name. I said, Diamond, what do that, that state mean on your arm? And instantly, instantly her eyes started to well up with tears. She began to cry. And, and at that moment, it was like, oh. Uh, Is true. Right. Again, now I'm thinking it may be it's pertaining to something that's happening now, currently with Mm -hmm. the mother of a son. You know what I mean? So still and all. And I'm like, damn it. Like, what could you possibly go be going through? You know what I mean? That you want to take your life or you don't want to be here anymore. Like what what pain can you be experiencing? Right. Because it's not registering to me. That, you know what I mean? Like people who, in my head, people who's experiencing a great deal of pain to the point to where you want to take your life, to me, there should be some signs, right? But I I didn't recognize the signs. So she says to me, she says, Dad, it's not so much as now. It was when I was nine. Man. Bro, that, that, it hit me. It hit me so hard and i'm like nine, like like what nine nine years old you get what i'm saying so she was like yeah there was a relationship she had she was in a relationship with this one guy and and then uh the she lost her best friend and this relationship with this individual that she was in so because she believed in her mind that because her mom and I was already kind of dealing with some behavioral issues with our older two kids. So she didn't want to be an added burden. So she kept all of that to herself. And in the process of, of of keeping all of this pain on the inside of herself, she begins to cut herself because Mm. her mind, this was a pain she could control, and it took, it took her mind off of the pain of the heartbreak and the loss of relationships. Now, mind you, all of this is hitting me hard. It's definitely me hard. And one of, one of the ways that it hit me the most hardest was because, one, I couldn't go back to that nine-year-old. I couldn't comfort that nine-year-old. I couldn't tell that nine-year-old that it's gonna be okay, because I missed that opportunity. I missed that opportunity, and I say I missed that opportunity because the signs was there. I just didn't know that they were signs. I saw the way she isolated herself. She would always come over like I would get her every every other weekend and every Wednesday, so it was this room that I had set up for her and, and my other two kids. And she had this poly playhouse with all of these little poly dolls and, and this playhouse. So whenever she would come over, if she would just get deep into this poly playhouse. And I'm just thinking, oh, it's you know, she just wanted to play with these dolls. Missed that sign, the isolation. Then it was another sign. It was, it was. It showed the darkness that she was in because she had wrote a poem or a story. I'm not quite sure which one it was. Again, we're talking 10, 15 years ago.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So in this poem, it, I remember the title being I Hate Rainbows. So I'm I'm, I'm reading it. And in my head, I'm thinking like, "Like what? You hate rainbows? So I asked, I said, Diamond, why do you hate rainbows something that is so beautiful like colorful like how because in my head I can't how can you hate rainbows right so she says to me she says dad it's not that I hate the real rainbows I hate my friend rainbows now here was an opportunity again for me to say oh baby let's talk about it you know what I mean dive deeper into the conversation with her and just figure out what it is and how I could really help her, but I didn't. I I kind of brushed it off and was like, you know what, you you know, you guys are young, you you know, you're friends, you, you know, friends make each other mad, friends break up and they get back together, you know, different things like that. So I brushed it completely off the whole time, the whole time. She's suffering with suicidal ideation. You know what I mean? She's dealing, she's she's cutting herself. You know what I mean? And I'm missing all of this because I saw the signs, I just didn't know that they were signs,
0: right? But yeah. something
1: as serious as suicidal thoughts. You know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, so- yeah. So I, I, I gotta I have one question. First, I got a statement and a question. So first of all, with the course, with the did she ever explain to you what was behind the rainbows? Because I know you said she said it was her, she hated her friend's rainbows, but did she ever just tell you what that actually meant? The friend name
1: was Rainbow.
0: Oh, okay.
1: So, so and so as I'm reading this title, I'm, that's what I'm saying, like, I thought she was saying that this whole poem, this song, whatever it was, was describing how she hates. Rainbows. So when I asked her about it, she told me it's not that she hates the real rainbow that you see when the rain and the clouds and all of that. She hated her friend named Rainbow. You know what I mean? That was so poetic, bro. Like
0: (laughs) yeah, and one of the reasons why what made me what made me think of that was when I was younger, and it's crazy how the things that you remember. One of our books that I remember reading um, when I was, it would be like an English class or something. And the name of this story was A Month of Sundays, right? And so I'm like, oh, A Month of Sundays. And I remembered that, of course, the, the title itself was catchy, you know, and, and intriguing. And this, mind you, this is, I'm young at this time. But what the story was about was a young boy whose parents were separated. And so he only got to see his father on Sundays. And so his thing was, I wish I could have a month of Sundays, you know? And so that's what, when you just said that, that's what came to my mind. It's like, wow, when you think about the words behind Mm -hmm. and the meaning behind a story, a title, you know what I'm saying? And there is so much to it. And and that's what came to my mind. But another thing that I, I wanted to mention about You know, like you said, pay attention to the signs. So those who who have listened to the podcast definitely have heard me talk about my experience with uh, suicidal thoughts and everything after my mom passed away and and that whole journey um, that I went through with it. And um, when I started sharing it on the podcast, one of my sisters called me and she's like, you know, how was it that you went through this whole period of, wanted to kill yourself and i don't know mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying as again she was saying the same thing you were saying like how did i miss you know how did i miss the signs why did it you know why didn't it stand out or whatever and i was telling her well first of all it's not like you walk around with a big sign that says i want to you know Money. i want to kill myself right. you know what i mean i said a lot of the times it's all internal you know and when it's internal which is one of the reasons why I like to have the conversation now, because I want it to be a conversation we have all the time so that when we or whoever it is, get to the point where they're feeling some type of way because it's common for us to have the conversation. It's easy for me to reach out for help. You know what I mean? But because especially at that time, we weren't having the conversations. I wasn't definitely having the conversation. I had my own pre you know, preset mindset on what it, was for people who even thought about you know, can commit, commit suicide, you know what I'm saying? Like, I have my own thing, like, I'm that's selfish. Why would you do that? Because you end your pain, but then you send you know, the pain doesn't go away, it just go into the family members that you leave behind. And you know, this is my whole thought process before my experience, mm-hmm. you know. And so, when I have my experience, and I begin to realize, you know, what it's not that they don't they're not thinking about their family members or loved ones, because definitely I was, but you're just in this space of depression and hurt and you don't feel like you can find a way out. You know what I mean? And so it just took me on a whole nother journey and opened up my eyes, which is why I'm so vocal about it now, you know, about my experience. And I I, I want to have these conversations with men like yourself, definitely with men. Cause we often, oftentimes suffer in silence, you know, but then just in a, and men first in the black community second, you know what I'm saying? And within our families and our loved ones so that we make it normal to have these conversations because especially what I found now is it's a lot more common now, especially coming out of the pandemic, it's a lot more common. The thoughts is a lot more common. A lot of people are dealing with stuff that they don't feel like they have a way out. You know what I mean? And so we have to have, have to make the, the conversation more you know, uh, common, so that it makes it easier for us to reach out for help and, and to look for help. So, um, one of the things that I, I know you talk about, even in the process, you know, when you're when you start going through your process um, of you know finding your finding your feet, you know, getting your feet back under you, and and you know looking for that light, that ray of hope. You know at the end of the tunnel that it's a process to go through and i know you kind of talk about you know the process and and putting your trust in the process so talk to us a little bit about that just like the process that you've learned that it kind of takes to go through to find find that light at the end of the tunnel to give you the strength to hold on you know so talk to us a little bit about that
1: um There's a scripture in the Bible that says, so a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Now, if we're going to talk suicide prevention, preventing a person from getting to the place of where they have decided to take their own life, right? So then we have to back up and acknowledge our self-talk. Right. Mm-hmm. What we talk about, what we tell ourselves, which starts with the thoughts, right? Starts with the thoughts before any action, before you do anything, I don't care what it is before any action take place is going to be a thought first. So depending on what you do with that thought will determine the feeling versus a thought then it's a feeling, right? That feeling becomes an action, right? So there's also another scripture that tells us how to think, what to think on, think on things whatsoever is true, whatsoever is pure, whatsoever is just, whatsoever is lovely. I like to use this analogy, okay? Let's say you have a negative thought that pop up in your head. Past experience, uh, whatever because it's not going to be a new thought. It's all old thoughts. They're all previous thoughts until a new one is created. So you have this negative event that happened in your life. This negative event attached to this negative event is an, is a experience a feeling. Okay. Now you already know what this feeling, what this thought is going to produce. Okay. Because you've experienced it mm-hmm. before. So, I like to use this analogy. When that thought comes in your head, that's the perfect opportunity to destroy it. Picture it as if you plant a seed in the ground. When that seed after it's been watered, a little light, little nourishment, whatever is going on under the soil, and once that seed begins to sprout, right? You have that little stem, maybe one leaf. That's the perfect opportunity to destroy it. When it sprout, when that thought pop in your head, pluck it out, okay? Because here's what happens if you do not. Now you're giving it permission to exist. You're giving it energy. The more you ponder on it, the more mm-hmm. you meditate on it, the more now it's creating a feeling. Now that's what was once a sprout, a stem, and a leaf has now grown into an oak tree. Okay. So which one you think is gonna be harder to destroy? As Soon as that thought pops in your head, or now it's an oak tree because you didn't add it so much meditation, you didn't ponder on it so much. Now you need an axe. You chop it down. Now you're trying to say, no, I can't think about this. I can't think about that. You see, it takes a lot more energy. It takes a lot more out of you. You get what I'm saying? Because now that thought with that event, with that experience, with that feeling attached to it, and if you have multiple negative thoughts, multiple negative feelings, now what that feeling, those collective feelings create is an attitude. You have a negative thought, negative thought, negative thought, negative thought, negative thought. Now you've created an attitude. Now you walk around, what you looking at? Why are you looking at me like that? What's your problem? Because you've created this Mm -hmm. attitude with these thoughts, vice versa. If you, man, you having good thoughts, you having good thoughts, good thoughts, good thoughts, good thoughts that produces a good feeling. Now you have a good attitude, right? So, nobody wakes up in the morning and say i'm going to take my life nobody does that it's it's there's there's life events okay that takes place in our life and and with these life events what's the story you telling yourself about this event you see what i'm saying what Mm -hmm. what what is your perception of this event, you get what I'm saying? What are you telling yourself? So for instance, someone who um, the boss sent him an email and say, I need you to come into my office when you get into work, right? Now, what's the story you gonna tell yourself is gonna determine whether when you go from being anxious, right, to now it's becoming. Stress, you get what I'm saying? There's anxiety, there's depression, and then there's the thoughts of suicide. Because from that depression, from that place of hopelessness, now you're going into it thinking like there's no way out of it. All because of the story you told yourself. Okay, yes, it's a fact. The truth is your boss want to see you. But the story you tell yourself is, oh, man, what if he's going to fire me?" What if he what if he talking about all of the times that I was absent and, and you see now the story yeah. now now that story you constantly telling yourself the nervousness? You get what I'm saying? So now you stress and now it's the fear. All of these is kicking in. So you then went from an email to stress, anxiety, to depression over what we tell ourselves. So I believe. If we can control the thoughts, we could control the feeling, the attitude. Do you get what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, definitely, okay. definitely. I hope that
1: answers your question, bro. You I'm trying to control myself because you know me. Like <laughs> I, I'm trying
0: to, to Right, right. No, no, but that's good. That's good, man. So so let's uh um let's talk a little bit about the book. Let's talk a little bit about the book. Uh so you wrote the book and, and surprised me because we hadn't talked in a while mm-hmm. and, and you just dropped it. You know what I mean? So we have a those of you don't don't know. We have a little podcast group, you know, whether we kind of uh, me and, and some other podcasters, we kind of keep in touch with each other. And Charles had been in for a while. So I hadn't talked to him and, and and hadn't heard from him. And just the other day, he just dropped in the, right in the middle of the chat, just dropped this link, right? So I was like, oh, what is the link? And then I hit this link and it goes to uh, the Amazon, it goes to the Amazon page for the book. And I'm like, oh, really? That's how we doing it? We just gonna drop a book on us? You know what I mean? They didn't even tell us you was working on it or not to just drop a book, you know? And so, but I was excited about it and we had a whole conversation about it um, because like I, I told you, you know at the time, and we, we, we're we not gonna get into this because this could be a whole nother thing. We talked about God's timing, <laughs> but um, but I, I let you know that you know when I saw that it was at a time that I needed to see it, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And because I was going through my own things, uh, with even finishing my book and, and things like that, so when I seen it, it definitely was uh, an inspiration to me you know, to keep going and, and to finish, you know, the work that I was working on. Um, but just talk us a little bit about the, the process and how it even came to the point where you was like, you know what, let me, let me do this book.
1: Okay. Um, so, again, it goes back to right around the time when I noticed this tattoo on my daughter's arm. And so right before I noticed the tattoo on my daughter's arm, and the Holy Spirit gave me the revelation of that. My son had lost a friend to suicide um, the year prior. So just comforting him through that man and, and seeing the pain and just, uh, just trying to keep him encouraged and keep him inspired so that he didn't derail, right? From that, and then it was um, the stay on my daughter's arm. I recognized that, and the uh, the move came when my wife has a coworker who was admitted into the uh, the psych ward because of of her thoughts of committing suicide. So when my wife when my wife tells me about her cold, she calls me, she's at work and they find out or whatever. So she calls me to pray for them. And so in the process of me listening to her and then me having a conversation with God concerning, just, just keep her, just give her the strength. She needs her the encouragement. She needs different things like that. God allowed me to feel, that place of hopelessness. He took me back through the years, those those moments in my life when I felt hopeless, when I was dark, when I was like looking down that dark tunnel of just like, man, what is like, what is, what? Man, God, like it's gotta be more to life than this. So I'm from the South side of Chicago. I, ju- I got in the gangs at a young age, a very young age because I felt like in my head, I perceived my parents didn't love me because of just the, the physical discipline. So I got in the gang at 12 years old. By the time I was 16 years old, I had a high right a high-ranking position in this gang. And so that led me through this these years of a lot of learning from experiences, different things like that. So there's a there's a lot of darkness, you know what I mean, that was in my life at that time. So as, as God is causing me to feel this pain, these, this place of hopelessness, rather it was with uh, my wife's co-worker, then I'm feeling the pain of my daughter at nine years old. Like, like you know, then what my son, what his friend must have been experiencing. So I get it. I, I understand it because when I was in that place, it was more self-medicating for me. So I drank, I smoked weed. I'm trying to numb the pain of my reality. I'm trying to escape the pain that I was feeling. Whereas it's only by the grace of God that I was able to make it out of that. So I began to cry out to God, God, like help me or or what is it that I can do? And he began to put me on this whole mental health and suicide prevention. So in the process of, of taking courses, man, and, and courses and research and courses and research. And so at the time, that's all I'm doing is I'm just learning so that I can have a conversation so that when people do call me and ask me for help, I know how to get them the help that they need. And so probably about a good three months ago, man, as I'm, as I'm going through uh, a lot of the notes from the courses because what I wanted to do was start to put out some YouTube videos some Facebook some little shorts just giving some little bit three minutes or a minute clips of information on how to identify the signs so this one particular day I'm going through my notes so that I can create a video and God told me to now put it in a put it in book form and I'm like, what? (laughs) Like a book, bro. Like we, we tried this already about good man. 15 years ago, I started to write a book on my life. You get what I'm saying? And how God has brought me through a lot of this from the streets to salvation. You know what I mean? Different things like that, but the, the, my computer crashed. So I lost all of that information, man. So it wasn't nothing that I wanted to get into again because man when i did it brought up it brought up so much darkness it brought up so much of the pain that i've i've been through and that i put other people through so it wasn't nothing that i was trying to get to do but because of my desire to be obedient because of my desire to be the man that god has created me to be i was obedient and i just started compiling all of this information man into an ebook i felt like my biggest thing was I saw the signs, I just didn't know they were signs. So a lot of families are not as lucky as I was. My daughter is still here, you get what I'm saying? But what about the ones who child is not here? Or what about the ones who child is experiencing this place of darkness and you interacting with your kid, you seeing your kid, but you don't know so mm-hmm. I wanted to equip parents, family members, co-workers, friends, with a tool that can help them to identify the warning signs. To help them to identify, you know what I mean, when someone is hurting, when someone is, is dealing with something internally. What uh, just a piggyback on something you said as far as how men we don't we don't talk about this stuff, man, because men is raised to. You don't show your feelings. You don't. We don't wear our feelings on our sleeve. We don't show public affection. You don't go to nobody and say, you don't know what to do. You can't figure this out. Oh, I need help. No, because we're problem solved, so figure it out. But nobody is telling us or teaching us how to figure it out, mm-hmm. how to deal with those thoughts and those feelings, or when I don't know what to do, what do I do with that? Do I reach out now and ask for help, or do I internalize it? which is now, it's affecting my identity. It's affecting how I cope. It's affecting my relationships. It's affecting my, my my how I bond with people, my lack of trust with people because I was told what I shouldn't be doing, but I wasn't told what I should do. So this book, man, this journey that I'm on is to equip people with information to help you to identify when someone is is off. You get what I'm saying when they're when they're dealing with something internally, when their thinking has changed, just by paying attention to their behavior.
0: Okay. All right. All right. So man, Charles, I'm I'm so glad I, I had you on, man. Uh I don't want to keep it too much longer. Um, but I want you, I want you to get us, I want you to have the last word. Right. And I want you to leave us with a thought of a uh, word of inspiration. Have you have you decide to do it um, and definitely give us your social media handles and things like that where we can find you your website and all of that. So I'll give you I'll give you a chance to kind of think of, of how you want to leave it um, to my listeners. Thank you guys again for for tuning in uh, to the podcast. And I told you that I would tell you how you can win. $100 from the podcast. So you can win $100 from the podcast by entering our super subscriber contest. And what that means is you must first subscribe to our YouTube channel, to our Facebook page, to our Spotify podcast. And, <coughs> excuse me. And then text the word win, W I N, to the number 866 326 0730 in order to qualify to win. $100 on the podcast. That's that's all you have to do. Again, enter our super subscriber contest. In order to enter, subscribe to our YouTube channel, subscribe to our Facebook page, and our podcast on Spotify. And after you've done those three things, text the word WIN, W I N, to the number 866. 866- three two six zero seven three zero to qualify for to win a hundred dollars the contest is ongoing and it's random so at any time i could pull a name whoever name I pull, you win a hundred dollars and it's it's just that simple so uh you know you just got to be in it in order to win it also make sure you guys are checking out our our websites because our websites are up um the business website for uh our company dealhealfulfill.org is where you can find everything about that's going on with me as a speaker, the workshops that we have, um, the podcast. And we got another podcast that we just started that I mentioned earlier about the, the Girl, Dead Discussions podcast is, is coming out. So we got a lot of things going on. So you can find out about all of that at dealhealfulfill.org. And also, check out our ebooks at ebooksbyejames.com. Go there and uh, you can get any of the ebooks that I have written already. And we got more to come. We got more to come. So make sure you guys are checking that out also. Last but not least, one of the things that I've been blessed to be a part of is an organization called the Forgiveness Mission. Um, you can find us at theforgivenessmission.com. One of the things that we do, we have free virtual workshops every quarter of the year. And uh, on these workshops, we talk about forgiveness, what it is, what is not, forgiveness forgiveness of self, forgiveness of others, forgiveness of the world, just a, a, a lot of different topics dealing with forgiveness. And it's free. We it, and again, we do it every quarter of the year. So we do four of them a year um, you have to go to Eventbrite and register for it, or just go to ForgivenessMission.com in order to uh, log on or register to be in on the next virtual workshop. So with that being said, again, Charles, man, I, I love this conversation. Uh, definitely have to connect again uh, to get more into a little bit more. Um, so I want you to have the last word and I want you to leave us with uh, just a word of inspiration or however you feel, Um, and again, which is social media uh, information and where we can find the book and even um, where we can follow you at. So uh, again, thank you for being on, and the floor is yours.
1: Thank you for having me. I find that our thinking is very, very important. So I would encourage you guys to monitor your thoughts, okay? Stop self tormenting yourself with those negative thoughts. Stop letting those negative thoughts, those counterproductive thoughts, those thoughts that don't move the needle, those thoughts that don't move you in a direction that you wanna go in, Stop meditating on those thoughts. Stop pondering on those thoughts. Stop giving those thoughts permission to exist. Because here's the truth. We move in the direction of our strongest thought. What you think about that for a second. You move in the direction of your strongest thought. So if you're thinking you're a loser, you're going to move in that direction because you're going to behave in a way that you believe about yourself. Because here's what I do understand. You cannot consistently behave in a way that's inconsistent with what you believe about yourself. So you might put on the facade and you might go out into the world and and make it seem like everything is all good and dandy. But on the inside, there's a lot of turmoil there's a lot of pain there's a lot of hurt you understand what i'm saying so talk to somebody it's okay to talk to someone let someone know that you're hurting and that you don't know what to do that's okay because here's the truth what happened to you that may not be your fault but your healing that's your responsibility your responsibility to get the help that you need. We cannot control what people say and do to us. The only thing we can control is how we respond to it. So find a support team, find a group of people that you can be vulnerable with, that you can share your vulnerability and you can say, I don't know what to do. And you don't have to worry about them judging you Tearing you down, but they'll get you to the help that you need. I'm not going to continue. I'm, I'm, I'm going to leave that right there. I'm going to leave that right there because I feel something well enough on the inside. Of me, so I'm going to leave that right there. But here's where you can find me and hear more about what I'm doing. Um, you can go to stayandlive.org. That's where you can, you can purchase my ebook. You'll be able to purchase uh, a physical paperback. The paperback. You can purchase that on Amazon right now. Just type in the word stay and Charles Larry III, and it'll pull it right up for you. Or you can go to com. That's my Shopify store where you'll find this t shirt that I have on and the ebook. You'll be able to follow me. You can follow me on Instagram at Stay and Live2. You can follow me on TikTok at Stay and Live Two. You can follow me on Facebook at Stay and Live Two. You can follow me on YouTube at Stay and Live Two. I think I got them all. I think I got them all. Um, but if not, just type in Stay and Live Two anywhere, and you should be able to pull up more information about what I'm doing and how God is moving. So, thank you for having me, bro.
0: No problem. No problem. Thank you for being on again. To my listeners, thank you guys for uh, tuning in once again to the Deal to Heal with EJ's podcast, where our mission is to help people to deal, to heal, and to fulfill, to deal with your problems, to heal from the pain, and to fulfill your purpose. Until next time, you guys be blessed. Hey guys, I know you're enjoying the podcast. However, don't forget to join our text line at 866 866- Three two six zero seven three zero. That's eight six six three two six zero seven three zero. In order to receive text messages with new events and things that is going on and new episodes as they release. All right. See you in a minute. Thanks for listening to the Deal to Heal with E James podcast. Remember to listen, like, subscribe, and share. This episode has been brought to you by Deal to Heal Teas. Put some inspiration in your situation. where an inspirational tea can be inspired all day. Just go to dealtohealteas.myshopify.com. Remember, our mission is to help you to deal, heal, and fulfill. Deal with your problem, heal from the pain, and fulfill your purpose. Thanks for listening.